0: Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, is over there in the six. How you doing, baby?
2: Chilling, man. Uh, ready to talk about these blazers. You know what time it is. You know what time it is, man. For you know what
1: time it is, man. Ryan already throwing it up. You know what time it is, man. For a great team like the Blazers, man. We had to bring on a great guest. Uh not and not just uh your your casual guy, man. Not just your casual fan. He's the co-host of the We Like Blazers pod. He's a, he's also the he's also the host of the plays of the Blazers Tag Pod. Ryan Whitledge, we are so happy to have you. How are you
0: doing today, Ryan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thanks. Uh thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, it's uh it's always weird when uh the beginning of the season starts and you start getting messages. People are like, Hey, you want to talk about the team? And I'm like, man, this could go one of two ways. Do you want to talk about uh the, the crappy parts? You want to talk about the good parts? Where are we going with that? <laughs> Oh, man.
1: Well, you know, you know, today we got a a whole lot in store, man. We're going to talk about the good parts. We're going to talk about the crappy parts, but mostly the Damian Lillard part because, you know, that's what everybody is here for, man. But before we get into this uh, fire, fire content, man, I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor for this video. Smooth My Ball Razors. They got some of the best razors in the game right now, man. But that's not all they offer, man. They also offer free worldwide shipping. And that's not even the best part, man. For all my fans listening if you guys use the, the, if you guys use the link in my description down below, you guys can get 15% off, or if you guys can just use my code at the discount and it's clutch talk all lowercase, man. So make sure you guys go get on that, man. But if all that's out the way, uh, Ryan, you ready to get into this Blazers content? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So Ryan, uh, the first question that we'd like to ask the fans here for these team interviews is Ryan, as a Blazers fan, are you content with the way the year went? Whoa,
0: that's a loaded question. <laughs> uh are 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 you talking like la- am I happy with how last season went or am I happy with how the off seasons went how this past season just went how this past season just went uh i'm I can't say that you are because you went into the pre- or the playoff series against the nuggets and most people had you pegged to freaking end up beating them, you know, they're missing, you know, two star players and they just alley whipped you. I mean, you're, you're seeing, you know, Austin rivers just, and Falco Compazu just absolutely outplay and lap CJ McCollum. So no, can't say that I'm happy. You know, you do get the ability to hang your hat on the fact that Damian Lillard had one or the most historic playoff performance in that 55 point game. In a loss that nobody else decided to show up for. So, I mean, it's, it it was a rough end of the season. No, nobody really expected out here for the Blazers to, you know, nobody thought they were contenders. Nobody, but it was kind of like, Hey, make some noise in the second round and we'll be happy. This was a bit of an injury plague season. Just don't get embarrassed. And uh, yeah, that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah man, it definitely was like how you said Ryan, a, a, a insanely injury plague season man. And it's been for the Blazers like that for the, the 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 past the past couple of years man. But uh Ryan, you know, I I got let, let's just let's let's jump straight into it man. Let's let's talk right. about some of the so let's talk about some of the biggest news but uh, before, before I... Cody before I Zeller?
0: We're, we're breaking down <laughs> Cody Zeller? Just jump.
1: <laughs> you want to get into that, Cody? Now, man, we got to talk about the same thing, same guy you talked about in the beginning, man. That's Dame, man. And the biggest news over there in Portland has been whether Dame's happy or not. And I... I here's i'm not a leak inside sorcerer i don't know dame personally so i don't know if the man is happy or not but what i do know is that he came out publicly in that team usa interview and that he said that he wants to he wants to see a roster change a roster improvement and this is what the blazers have done this offseason they've re-signed norman powell they've like how you said signed a Zod- uh, 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 Cody Cody Zeller to replace Ennis Kanter. They signed a uh, uh, Ben McAdoo to try to replace a in some of his shooting. Traded for Larry Nance to try to replace Z- uh, try to replace Zach Collins, and then just had minimal uh, you know role player signings. But Ryan, you know, I I, I got to ask you this, man. So we just I just told you what Dame said. Dame came out publicly and said, "I need Portland to go aggressively to someone and try to make this roster better." Mm-hmm. I just I just listed off everyone that you guys got. Do you feel like hey, this roster t- got better?
0: You got Tony Snell too. Come on. I mean, how does that not automatic just we're planning the parade. Tony Snell, we're renaming streets down here for it. No. So, it's uh it's weird to talk about it from the fan perspective because it, it this this whole last season into this off season I've never been a fan of this team and had the fan base more divided and at odds with each other. And, you know, all during last season, there was a very vocal contingent on um, it's, this is all coaching. Stotts has lost the locker room. He's unimaginative. Uh, we need to get rid of him, fire him now. I mean, hell, people were still calling for him to be fired in between the end of the regular season and the playoffs, get a new coach in. Let's just have the interim do it. And we're like, come on, what? You know, and, and then those that are saying like, "Hey, this isn't a stats problem; this is a roster problem." And so now that stats is gone, I I thought personally that that would fix itself, and and fan base, you know, unite. Whatever the Chauncey Billups stuff when that happened with his hiring, that's that's a podcast in and of itself. But now the now the divisiveness is about Neil O'Shea, and is Neil O'Shea a good GM? As he put together a good team, is he listening to the wants and needs of Dame? And then those that are saying that Neil O'Shea has put together an excellent roster and he has massively upgraded the bench. And, and, and along those lines, you find people that are kind of like in the anti Neil O'Shea camp that are going, Hey, Have you heard anything that Dame said? He comes out in that USA Today presser. He's like, this isn't a a championship roster. You know, how can you look at this team and and think championship or look at this roster and think championship, you know, and comments like that. But then you get people that are like – or that then come out of the woodwork when – Dame shooting down a Henry Abbott piece that is saying that Dame's going to demand a trade. And they're like, who is this, you know, cheap shot? No, no name. Who's just trying to make a name for himself. Well, those older basketball fans are going, dude, that's the man who brought me into basketball blogging. But uh, anyway, so there's this weird, weird thing of that, no matter what, it's like Dame's comments are either you can take them as that he hasn't done enough or that Olshay hasn't done enough to put a good enough team around Dame to contend. And that, Olshe has done the best that he can do, obviously outside of trading for, for a superstar of whatever name you want to put in, but that this team is significantly better than last year's team. And then Dame comes out with his most recent in Instagram post, you know, Hey, rip City's my city. Everyone's like, Oh, Hey, problem solved. You know, no, no need to worry. See, Dame's staying. And we're like, well, hey, three weeks ago, he said something different. Like, I mean, the contract ink finally dried. Maybe that's it for all the guys they signed, but nothing else has changed. So it's weird. For me, If me personally, I come down on that. The organization gets a C from me. Like the bare minimum of what you needed to do was sign Norman Powell. So I'm not going to raise the pom poms, cheer them, give them, give them a whole bunch of claps and applause for signing Norman Powell. Cause that's like, that's the, you showed up for work that day to me, you know, um, where I look at ways that the roster has improved is that I think it's a lot more balanced this year than it was last year. You know, um, you look at the starting lineup last year, um, with how it ended. And I think the same five starters were going to run in this year, they had a, a positive net rating of a uh, 13.4, you know, and even in the playoffs, it was uh, plus I think 21.7, but then everything would just fall off a cliff when the bench came in. They'd give that all back. And so when you're looking at getting Cody Zeller, who's a little more defensive-minded than Ennis Cantor, you're looking at getting, uh, you know, Tony Snell, Larry Nance Jr., Trey Place, Carmelo Anthony, who at times went rogue and just creating his own offense or just completely getting lost on defense. You have a lot more team guys. And so in theory on paper, this should be a better team and a more balanced team. I don't know if it's enough to actually, in practice, be that.
1: Okay, okay, and and you know, like how like you mentioned, you mentioned uh, many of the uh, the off season uh, off season a- a- accusations, you know, Tony Snell, Ben McElmore, Cody Zeller, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And a shout out, my guy, non guaranteed hey, contract. Yeah, there we go, non guaranteed. But man, I am happy that he got picked up, and I, I, I've, I've been a big fan of him. He, he's since. gonna
0: try to he's gonna try to slang that wood in Portland.
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know he is, man. You know he is, man. But but so so, you guys have had several off season off season uh, off season additions. So let before I even ask you this question, let me time stand, man, because the because the off not over yet. And if the fans listen to this and you know, some time down the road, they're gonna think we're crazy, man. So today is, <laughs> today is September twenty fourth, man. For all the fans. So you guys know, but Ryan, my question to you then is out of all your at- off season pickups so far, who has been your favorite and who has been also the one that's hurt the most to see go for
0: my favorite pickup is Larry Nance jr. Cause I mean, for all the talk of, you know, trading for Ben Simmons or whatnot, I'm not Larry Nance jr. Is very, very much a Ben Simmons light. He, you know, he's a good defensive player tends to be a little bit of a jack of all trades. Doesn't have the world's best outside shot. Great at setting up his, you know, his teammates absolutely superb for finding guys or, for a corner three blazers roster is filled with him, but he doesn't demand the ball in his hands much like as much as like a ben simmons or, or somebody else does so he's not going to be taking shots away i think larry nance jr is going to be one of those you know immediate fan favorites cult heroes uh, over here in in portland uh for me i don't know i was never a mellow guy so i can't say i was sad to see mellow go uh where i would say i'm sad is that he went to the lakers so <laughs> So uh that that would probably be the saddest thing in the offseason. I don't care. Go anywhere else, go to the Bucks, go anywhere else. He went to the Lakers. Damn it, Mello, That doesn't make me like you anymore. Um, I, I guess even though I like Norman Powell and I like the trade, I guess if I'm gonna lump it in here, the guy that I'm still sad to have seen go would have been uh Gary Trent Jr. Okay,
1: yeah, Gary, I, he's a good player,
0: yeah. He, he, he's a little spark plug.
2: He's a great spark, great spark plug off the bench and a tremendous shooter. What's up, Jay Hill? First of all, quick shout out, you know, shout out Dame Lillard, Oakland, California, one of the best to ever do it out of there. Um, That's my guy repping the town. But uh, no, in terms of the the Blazers deficiencies last year, I definitely saw the second unit just never really got it done in terms of, you know, they weren't scoring at the level that the, the unit, the first unit was. And then def- defensively, like you mentioned, Ennis canner uh, wasn't getting it done. And then, you know, you looked at Mello way past his prime and then defensively. So I thought they had liabilities and deficiencies. But when I look at the, the Blazers overall as a roster, I look at specifically, you know, the front court with, you know, Dame and CJ. And I see... I look at Dame and I think, you know, he's he can be the number one option, in my opinion, on on a championship roster. And I've always I've always felt that, you know, respectively to what the haters and naysayers will say, you know, he's a point guard, you know, it's hard to, for, usually you look at a wing and you say that can be the centerpiece or a big, a big player. But I think Dame, we've seen time and time again, you know, one of the clutchest players in the league, but he's constantly can create and make his players around him better. But then I look at who's supposed to be their second option. And I look at CJ and at times he's come up big, but I look at last, the last series, you know, against Denver and I think can he really be you know their robin is he the second option on a championship team and and I ultimately think number one the size that he lacks at the two position I think he's very undersized And I don't see inconsistency is what I obviously last year he battled injury, came back, he came off to, you know, historic start of the season. And then obviously the injury hindered him and then he came back and had to get back in the rhythm and things. But Ryan, my question to you is, you know, what do you see him as a second option on a champ title team? Or do you think you need a replacement and, and who would that be or or what what can you do to bring a, a second option in there?
0: I think CJ can be like a two B on a title team, but I don't my personal opinion is I don't think he can be the the Robin to Dames Batman. I don't think that I mean we we have nine years of history of basically seeing these guys operate and The Blazers today are no closer than they were when this endeavor started. And so I I completely agree with you that there's been inconsistent play from CJ, you know, and he's a fantastic player. I mean, he, he is just a walking bucket, but it's you need a little bit more size for me in the backcourt, which is weird for me because with Norman Powell, I'm like, Hey, you know, trade CJ, go ahead and, you know, whatever kind of upgrade you want to make for a roster, And need to slide Norman Powell over. Great. So I've just replaced the six, three guy with a six, three guy. I mean, <laughs> I'm not getting any more size, but, but Norm, you know, he's, he's not a, a straight one for one replacement for CJ, but he's able to step into that two guard role and kind of, you know, be a little more, balanced of a player as a, as a two. But um, as far as like, who would I trade CJ for? I, I always feel, and there's no offense to you. I always feel those questions are so loaded. Cause it's like, I'd love to trade CJ for anybody. I mean, I'll call the Lakers and trade CJ for LeBron tomorrow, but the Lakers got to want to do it too. And so it's, you know, looking around the league and, and, and where everybody sits and, and, you know, the I think everybody's just sitting pat for a while outside of Philly and Ben Simmons, until the trade deadline. So it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, unless the Blazers are just ripping off games and off to a fantastic start, find themselves somewhere in like the top three seed in the West. If they're not there, I'd expect CJ to be moved around the trade deadline. And then, you know, you can start looking at your options on, on what you want to do. You know, something that does intrigue me is that, you know, if, if, the Blazers want to attempt to get in on any of that Ben Simmons chatter, but they don't necessarily want Ben Simmons throw yourself in, you know, he's got a contract that will slide its way into a a three, three team deal, you know, like send, send CJ somewhere else, you know, maybe get him involved in what was there, Uh, you know, Hey, I, anywhere like in the john wall kind of stuff like hey can he slide in and help try to can we have his big contract kind of offset any of these other big contracts for these guys that don't want to play for their teams and aren't going to be there so i mean i don't necessarily have a a set player where i'm like i want that guy and i want him now i just want somebody that's going to balance this team and i mean i can say a three and d wing but that's what everybody else in the league wants too so uh you know good luck with that
2: so my next question here for you ryan is you know normally our next segment would be the clutch talk timeout where i ask you who is the clutchest player on, on the on the blazers roster like who is the go-to guy but for me that's obvious like it's dame if you have any objections that that would be i mean uh, just let me know shot
0: straight fired
2: at a cj Ellaby. just <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah so so no no if there's no objections there and then nope in terms of in terms of your roster next year, uh, starting lineup, you know, opening opening night, what what is that looking like for for me? Because you know, you got you got your backcourt's a little small in my opinion, um, and then I look at potentially moving Roco if he's in your starting lineup to the three, and then moving Larry Nance on later in the season. But I don't see that immediately happening. But what's your starting lineup looking like opening night and then talk about your rotation as well
0: so i think the starting lineup we're going to see night one it's it's going to be because neil O'Shea is stubborn as all hell and there's probably an edict down from high heaven uh, to Chauncey Billups that it's, you're looking at Dame, CJ, Norm, Rocco, and Nurk. And, but that uh, Larry Nance and that move for Rocco, that's been something that's been talked about. You get a lot of mailbag questions on a lot of blazer related pods about, Hey, would, would that move be willing to happen? Or, you know, would, uh cj be willing to come off the bench which oh my god i shake my head every time i hear that question uh could you move norm to the bench you know to get that little more balance. the problem that you run into with that is that roco and he's the he's the team one of the team's best defenders but he's a he's a good help defender and he's not a good man defender. And so if you move him to the three, nine times out of ten, he's going to be spending his nights trying to be a one-on-one defender against another team's best player, going up against the LeBrons and whatnot. And that's not where he's best at what he does. You want him roaming and being able, being able to come over and, and help and and sh- help off the weak side and come and, and do traps and whatnot and get in those passing lanes. But he's not going to be able to do that if he's trying to lock down a team's number one guy that's you know uh, uh, a wing player. So uh, um, while the backcourt is yes undersized, uh, unless you ask Neil O'Shea, and then no, it's not. Uh, famously said that in a press conference, but <laughs> but uh, I, I think that they will roll out the same starting lineup that they ended the year with, and and try to bank on that they have improved the the bench depth and and the bench balance per se.
1: Okay, all right, and and that and that leads me perfect to my. Um... I don't know if this is a question. I don't know if this is a bone to pick, but let, let's just talk, Ryan. I, I got I got something that I got to get off my chest over here with the Blazers. You know, uh, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty well-versed uh, just NBA NBA mm-hmm. guy. I know about a lot about NBA teams. But before we do these interviews, I like to hone in on just everything that's been going on in the team. And as I, I go through the Blazers roster and their history, you mm-hmm. know, I, I've seen that the last eight years the Blazers have made the playoffs. And five times they've been eliminated in the first round. Uh, they they've lost in the second round two times, and then they made it to the Western Conference Finals one time. So for the last eight years, you guys have been you guys have been there getting getting to the playoffs. And if you continue with a, a roster that has Damon Lillard, a, a insane insane talent, CJ CJ McCollum, not always consistent, but and insane talent when he is hidden, you're going to continue to make it there. You're going to continue to make it to the playoffs and losing the first round, losing the second round. Let's be real, like that year that, that you guys played the Warriors in the, in the Western Conference Finals, like I don't think there was a single soul that thought the Blazers were going to win. Like everyone knew the Warriors were going to win. So oh, yeah.
0: there, did, did you think it, Ryan? Did you think? The, I mean, I'm sure at one point in time in the one game they won out of that series, I was drunk enough to where I'm like, it could happen. <laughs> but, you know, then then you know, I came back down to reality and sobered up and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably not.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. So like so the 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 Blazers basically what we like to call us an in an, and you know NBA uh, kingdom world. We like to call this a no man's land. You yep. guys are never gonna get you guys are not gonna say never, you probably not gonna get a great draft pick unless you trade and get trade for a draft pick. You're most likely not gonna be competing with the Giannis's, with the LeBrons, with the uh Jokics, with the with the AD. So Here then is my question to you, Ryan. So if you had to pick a direction, if the Blazers, you know, called you up, you know, you wake up tomorrow morning to a phone call, got the Blazers calling you up saying, Ryan, tell us what direction, where do we go? Do we, do we take the direction of let's keep Dame and let's keep CJ and let's see who can get around them. Let's see who can get them to come. Or do we go the tanking direction, which realistically would be mean trading away Dame trading away CJ or a third option uh, or fourth, whatever you want to do. But third option could be, would you be okay with trading away just CJ? Because then you could get a player. You could get a you, – you were talking about that earlier. You could get a player with a lot of value trading away a player like CJ, man. So
0: talk to me about how you feel in the direction with the Blazers. If uh, Neil O'Shea showed up at my doorstep and said, here you go. You get to make all the decisions. It's keys to your car. Here you go. Uh, I would – Call up Philly and be like, hey, it's you know, you can take CJ, Ant, and Nas, and we'll call that good. Throw in whatever little salary filler that may need be. You know, Stephen A. Smith is out on an island with his CJ Rocco and picks because I'm like, hey, that salary doesn't work. Who I mean, you're not just getting Ben Simmons for that number, still got to work. But I I'd call up and just offer a little bit of a package of you know, some some future upside in, in Nas and Ant and CJ and and do what I can to get Ben Simmons here and then. Hope for the best with that. Like I don't think Simmons and Nurk have a great balance together. Like you look over at Philly with you know Embiid. All of us complain when we're like, dude, why are you shooting out at the three point line? Kind of like you're doing with Giannis too. You're you're one of the best interior players. To get in there, but then you realize that Simmons is sucking up space in the paint. So I mean, Nurk doesn't really have an outside game like any of those guys. He's nowhere near being an Embiid or Giannis. So I mean, it, it you'll see how it works. I, I would pull the trigger, trade CJ for a player of consequence player of equal value and then see how it goes at the trade deadline because i i'm of the camp that if this season doesn't end in at least a western conference finals and that's me being optimistic a lot of people think that it's finals or bust at the bare minimum then dame's gone next year so if trade cj see how it lands. If at the trade deadline, you're in the tank, you start fielding some calls for Dame. And at least in the Ben Simmons case, if you say, if you were to pull off a CJ trade for Simmons, well, now you have a 24 25 year old Simmons, you're trading Dame. You're going to get a bunch of picks and a bunch of role players in return. And then you can kind of turn your focus to building a better roster around Ben Simmons. You know, I'm not entirely sure if he can be a number one in the league, but you'll get a crack at it. And it, you got four, three, four years after that to, to try to make it work. So I, I, I'd give it a shot that that's what I do. I, you make a trade of consequence swing for the fences. As I said earlier, we've had nine years, eight, nine years of this experiment with Damon, CJ of them, you know, trying to climb the mountaintop and they haven't been able to do it, make a change because sometimes change for change sake is good. That's what we just saw with the, you know, getting rid of stats. Um, and if it doesn't work, then strong pivot and just lean into the rebuild. This is, this is basically your do or die season with Dame.
2: No, I mean, I, the way I look at it and you kind of alluded to it, Ryan, uh, you know, CJ, if out of that tandem, obviously CJ is the first guy you look to get rid of and get some value back for him. Uh, and then, cause to me, you know, Dame's a tra- like transcendent talent uh, g- generational. you never, you're not going to get, what he is to the Blazers, they're not going to ever get in return, ultimately, because I no. don't think he's not going to they're not going to get anyone like that uh, small market like Portland and, and free agency. And and Dame is just Dame. There's no no one ever is going to replace him. And then uh, just briefly to touch on what you mentioned about Nurk and, and kind of his deficiencies outside. Um Marquise Chris as a Warrior fan I got to see him for a few a year and a half and unfortunate his his uh, broken leg you know ended his season prematurely last year uh, so talk about a little bit about your you know to me I look at you know you signed Cody Zeller who's a defensive-minded big and I think just for the right or wrong reasons, he kind of gets, you know, the short end of the stick just in terms of what he can do. Cause I think he's definitely a sufficient, um, definitely a backup big. And I mm-hmm. think he was a serviceable big for the Hornet for Hornets as a starter for a number of years, but talk about a uh, little bit about Marquis Chris. And I know he's, I think he's on a non-guaranteed deal if I believe and and I yes. think he can, he's a service. He, we saw, I saw his progression as a shooter from the outside as the beginning of the year uh, last year for the Warriors, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a huge piece if he can continue to develop the outside shot." So is he, you know, maybe a short-term answer for you guys this season? If if he's, you know, can prove he's healthy, uh, look moving forward.
0: He could be, and one of the one of the general rules with Neil O'Shea and and his loyalty to making deals with agents and 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 coming to agreements with players is normally the first guy that he gives money to is his guy that's so i if i'm remembering the order of operations right marquise chris was the first one that they signed to a non-guaranteed uh training camp deal uh shortly after that then dennis smith jr then patrick patterson then quinn cook but i would be willing to bet a significant amount of money that marquis chris is the guy that ends up making um the the blazers quote-unquote final roster spot because they're not going to fill out their last 15th spot they've already it's been long reported they're going to keep that open for they say flexibility reasons but i'm like hey if you're trying to appease dame maybe use all the spots on your roster it's makes basketball sense but you know what am i i'm not not a basketball GM. So there you go. <laughs> but uh if, if I'm going to guess that spot's going to Marquise Chris and he's, that's probably, I don't think he'll see a ton of minutes. I think he'll be very much the end of the bench big. But in this case, when you look at the bigs that are on the Blazers roster with Yusuf Nurkic and, and Cody Zeller, you know, and even Larry Nance Jr. Some degree, they're all bigs with injury history. And so you, this team is very loaded with guards, you know, for as much as I would like them to have an actual legit backup point guard, instead of trying to claim that Anthony Simons is that guy when he's really should be a shooting guard. Let's just admit it right here. And now, um, I think they're going with a little bit of big man insurance and trying to find the best big man that they can get on one of these, uh, one of these last uh, deals.
1: Okay. And, and, you know, Ryan, I, I had a question. I know, I know we, we touched on uh, on on, on Nurkage and on, on Cody Zeller earlier, but I, I just had a question regarding you know today's in today's league. Like, there's Joel Beats, there are Anthony Davis's, you know, there are are uh, Giannis's, there are Jokic's. Mm-hmm. Do you do you are do you have any sign of concern when you think like okay, well, man, man, oh man, is is Cody Zeller gonna be able to hold up against uh, against these people? Is is Nurk gonna be able to hold up against these people? And then also a follow up question to that is. It, it it is Nurk is Nurk untou- uh, uh, untouchable to you. I, I had to ask that because you know Nurk is a very important piece to the team. Nurk is a very mm-hmm. important piece to the team and to the team success. But he can also be a very big trade asset and bring you guys that uh, that uh, that a uh, real big man, a real big man over there. So if you if you mind answering those two.
0: So, I mean, like when I'm looking at, at the Giannis is the Ads, uh, you know, the Joel and beads, uh, do I think anybody on the Blazers roster can, you know, match them up man to man and shut them down? No, because none of those guys are named Giannis, <laughs> Joel and bead or, or Anthony Davis. And, you know, those guys are unique in the league and great at what they do because there's very, you know, th- those three are pretty much the only three that can handle them. You know, you do get some of those, you know, like Jimmy Butler players who are like, I don't care that I'm staring up at you. I'll body you up and try to shut you down. But, you know, that's not on the Blazers roster as far as if Nurk is is uh, is movable. Yes, he's movable to me. And to me, you know, when that Stephen A. Smith little blurb came out that I had mentioned earlier, you know, the, you know, CJ Rocco and picks for Simmons, I was like, can we keep Rocco and send Nurk instead? Cause again, I, I look at, if you're, if you're looking at that kind of trade, you have to look at the fit and the overall roster construction. I'd be more than willing in that kind of trade to send NERC out, keep Roco, and run Simmons as like a small ball five kind of thing. So it, it, for me, it, again, it comes down to a roster balance and not necessarily just a, um, you know, uh, for name pieces kind of thing. I, I try to figure out where the puzzle fit together. Uh, I like to think that I'm a, a decently okay basketball mind. I'm, I'm not the world's smartest, but you know, when I look at it, I, I just see all sorts of problems in a lineup that would have like a NERC and Simmons next to each other. So in a trade like that, yeah, NERC is, Nurk is completely expendable to me. Um, outside of that, like just trading them for the sake of trading them dollar wise, Not necessarily. And a big part of that is because Dame has gotten the most out of him throughout these years. You know, he has had his injury issues, but he's, he's put together great seasons. It was disappointing to see him get so in his head in the off season to where it's like, we're cheering when he's made it through a half of a playoff game without a foul. And then next thing you know, it's five minutes into the third quarter and somehow he's already got four and you're like, what, what the hell? Like, dude, you just, we need you on the court can you stop taking frustration fouls and just you know aimlessly swinging at players arms so i mean he's valuable to what they do he's not somebody that i'm like hey just get rid of him to get rid of him. contracts match whatever but for the right piece yeah he's he's movable he's not untouchable the only player that's untouchable on this roster is damian lillard everybody else adios if need be Okay. I I like that, man. And I, and and I respect that, man. So, you know, Ryan, as we, uh, as we start to
1: close here, these two questions that we like to ask the fans here is, you know, barring health, uh, we, hopefully the Blazers have a healthy season. I mean, the last like three to two seasons have just been riddled with, uh, with, uh, with injuries. So Mm -hmm. you guys have a healthy roster. Where do you see
0: you guys finishing and how deep in the playoffs do you see you guys going? I think the Blazers are going to be a very good regular season team this year. Uh, You know, history suggests that, I mean, that's always been their MO they've, they've tended to be really good regular season teams, couple, couple times, you know, fighting and scrapping in for a last playoff spot, but I see them being a very good regular season team this year. If, if injuries are completely taken out of the mix, everybody stays healthy, whatever. I mean, when you look down at, you know, it's coming out today that the Clippers are saying that they're hoping Kawhi can, why leonard can play this season or whatnot you know he's aggressive in his rehab or whatever but that's you know i'm i'm not expecting him but you look around where the west everybody else in the west stands and if i can pick perfect health for the blazers in all honesty i could see them like their ceiling being like a three or four seed and with how competitive the west is this year you know i'm i'm gonna guess seeds one through five maybe i'll end up with you know, 48 plus wins. So I could see the Blazers being a three or four seed with, you know, 49 to 52 wins. As far as how far they'll make it in the playoffs, it depends. Uh, Was Damian Lillard still playing? Thirty-four to thirty-six minutes a night. You know, did he actually let anybody in the coaching staff convince him to take a game off against the Sacramento Kings on the second night of a back-to-back? Um, you know, d- did anybody else on the roster actually get you know proper rest? You know, were they coming into this season you know out of shape like Nurk did last year? You know, all those things. <sighs> Just depends on how much gas is in the tank. And, you know, for as much as fool's gold is that 2019 Western Conference finals run was for them. I think for the core of this team with Dame and CJ and Nurk, that was a very big eye opener for how much they need to have left to get to where they want to go. If they want to win a championship, because I mean, even if they had gotten past the warriors, it would have just been five guys, you know, starting the finals, it would have been five guys laying on the floor wanting to take a nap because they're just drained. So, you know, I, I think that if they can, if they can reach that height of like a three or four seed in the West, I could expect them to possibly have a competitive second round series, but I just can't in my heart of hearts, unless I just see something that's absolutely gangbusters to start the year, see him doing any better than that, you know? And what makes it hard too, is that, you know, we've had, we had so many years in the past of, of Terry Stotts. We knew what the offense was going to be. We knew what a lot of the schemes were going to be. We knew a lot of what we were going to see. And there's, you know, there's, nobody knows what we're getting from Chauncey. Are we going to get a carbon copy of Ty Lue and, and, and how the Clippers ran their stuff? Uh, Chauncey going to dive deep back into the bag and start pulling stuff out of his Detroit piston days. You know, what, what's it going to be? Uh, you know, is, is he actually going to hold Dame accountable to not just, or Dame and CJ, I should say accountable to not just dribble the ball into the floor and maybe, you know, play a little more off ball and do a little more movement and, and whatnot. So it's, it's, just too many unknowns to where I I can't see them at their peak being any more than a competitive second round team.
2: Yeah, no, I'm definitely right there with you. And I I think as far as I'm concerned, any team that Dame's on, he's bringing them at least to the playoffs. So uh, no, no questions asked there. And and I think the, just the facelift, as you alluded to with, with, um, or just a change of scenes with, with uh, Chauncey, I think that's going to be, uh, energizer in my opinion you know terry's thoughts was in there for a while and and obviously they they had success but i think after a while you know he made might have lost the locker room or i don't know what it was but it just they just couldn't seem to get over the hump and for for whatever reason and then my, my next question for you ryan is uh what what is one word or, or phrase that you would use to describe this past uh 2021 uh tw- sorry 2020 2021 s- season and then what is going into next season? What is one word or phrase that you have uh, looking forward to this upcoming season?
0: Ooh. One word to describe last season. Oh. Uh... <sighs> is physical therapy one word or is that two we'll take it, <laughs> that's, it, can, it. that's a it it one word phrase it could be a phrase, be a phrase. Yeah. all we'll right do. all right we'll go with that yeah physical therapy way too many injuries way warranty. too many guys on yeah yeah warranty warranty yeah. check there we go yeah. uh as as far as you know a word to describe how i feel about coming this upcoming season it's desperation i mean because <laughs> as i said i, I mean you got arguably you know dame's challenging Clyde Drexler for every single record in that book and the only thing he's missing is you know some finals appearances so you have arguably one of the greatest players to ever wear your team's uniform and you don't know if he's gonna stick around if you guys just shit the bed this year so this is it's put up or shut up time so yeah desperation for this season
1: and this this next season is really huge for the Blazers, just like franchise. Like I'm talking like 10, 15 years down the line. This year is it's is gonna be a huge mo- monumental year, man. So, oh yeah. So r- Ryan, as we as we enter our closing segment here, we have a closing segment we like to do a clutch talk here called Guess the Player. This is how Guest the Player works, Ryan. I have three players here listed. Both you and Jay Hill get two guesses. You can uh, you can blurt them out as soon as you want. I have here a bunch of uh the uh, accolades things that they did jersey numbers they wore teams they were drafted to and you two have two guesses two guess. You, you got it
0: whoa all right blurt yes. it
1: out
2: current or you know past players as well yes sir okay yes sir yeah. all right here we well, go i our, don't have faith in
1: myself in this <laughs> our first player this guy is a two-time gold medalist this guy is still playing in the nba today he has played on two teams so far He's a eight time All Star, a one time NCAA champion, a four time All NBA first team member, a two time All Defense first team member. Is that the Derozan? No. Damn it. He's a three times block leader. Okay, a one time champion.
0: It's got no. Okay, never mind. That took that guess away. Okay he he made the unibrow famous ad I ad yes yeah. sir yes sir <laughs> i away. had to throw that one
1: that, that one gave it, gave
0: it away. It away. AD, wait ad's got he's only got two i thought two, he's two got teams i thought he's got three medals no
1: nah, he's got He he's only got two he's he's got the one that when he came in as a rookie from kentucky and then he's got the i believe uh 18 one, other one let me see let me let, let me let me let me, uh, let me fact fact check myself
2: Okay. Yeah. 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 You're He right. got the 2012 one, the 2012 one. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was, hit.
0: I was thinking of the FIBA world cup. That's the one I was, uh, yeah. that's what threw me off. Okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Next player. This guy has played for three
1: NBA teams. He is a two time all NBA first team member, a one time finals MVP, a one time all-star game MVP, Uh. 13 time All Star, a three time champion. Is that Uh, Iggy? No. Damn it. He's a one time scoring champion, a one time gold medalist, part of the big three. Dwayne Wade. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir.
2: (laughs) Dwayne. (laughs) Dwayne.
0: Yes, sir. All I, right, just, we... I just keep thinking everything's small forward. All right. Uh, All right. All
2: right. Here, you said here, Iggy. here
1: we go. Last player. Last player. Hey, Ryan. This one, this one, just just be ready for this one. This one has a little bit to do with your team. Oh, freaking great. I'm gonna look like an even bigger idiot. <laughs> All right, here we go. This guy is a one-time NBA champion. He is a five-time all-star. A one-time all-star game MVP. Try directly? No.
0: No, I just tried Bill to Bill Walton. I, I gotta go the other. Bill Walton? No.
1: I got some I I I got some easier hints coming. Just wait it out here. He's a one-time teammate of the year. He Thanks. has Scotty no. Pippen? No. <laughs> he has he has his jersey retired by the NBA team that he played for. And he's your guys' new
0: head coach. Oh, Chauncey Johnson. Billups. <laughs> I got it out first. All right. I got to say. You it. got it out <laughs> first. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, that's going to be the world's smallest clap and brag. You got on that, board. right? You got that,
1: right? We got to give it up for you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this this is a good place for us to go ahead and, and wrap it up here. Ryan, we want to thank you. We want to thank you very much uh, for coming on here um talking some Blazers talk with us, man. You're very knowledgeable, uh, not just a Blazers fan, just NBA guy. Uh, you got any last words you want to say here before we sign off, Ryan?
0: Uh, not too much not too much no just uh thank you guys for having me on uh do the normal uh plug stuff uh if you want to during the basketball season most of my basketball screaming and wondering why and and yelling into the universe comes from uh at uh blazer tag pdx on twitter uh you can catch my, any of my own personal little twitter stuff or whatnot that ventures outside the realm of basketball that's why i try to keep them separate over at the witty ryan w-h-i-t-t-y ryan uh on twitter other than that uh just look up you know we like the blazers and the blazer tag podcast uh to hear me talking to a mic more if uh for some reason you want to do that to yourself (laughs)
1: definitely man for all the fans you guys definitely go check out go check out ryan and the we like the blazers podcast also the blazers tag podcast i'm gonna put all of that in in the description below man so make sure you guys go check them out man and jay hill you got any last words to say for ryan and all the blazers fans
2: Nah, like you said, nah. Follow Ryan. Uh, listen to his podcast. Very knowledgeable. and Appreciate you coming on, Ryan. Uh, this was fun. And, and uh, as usual, I'm looking forward to Dame time. The season's right around the corner. I'm excited to see what the Blazers can do. Excited for the season in general. So, so let's get it. All right. Yes, Thank sir. you guys
0: again for having me on. And you no know what? problem, man. We'll just we'll just go out with the watch. We'll go out with the watch. All right. Yeah, man. With the watch.
2: After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. <laughs> Me and Matt say
1: we're 6'4", but I think we're
2: each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts, nobody helps everybody.
1: Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.